Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want Salon Perfect Nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny system, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny system with code PERFECTMANNY20 at olivenjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at olivenjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, uh, the best bits of this afternoon's show. Andy Smart came in, ball runner, comedy store player. Always a pleasure to see him. He was on good form. Very good form. We had, a, we had fun with him. That yep. was good. Uh, what uh, else? You came up with a new competition to replace Don't Ask Me. Well, it might not replace Don't Ask Me. I, thought, I liked be, it. It was good. It could be an addition to Don't Ask Me. So yeah. uh, I was a bit was, slow on the uptake, but you'll hear You got the idea. My yeah. sporting weekend, uh, Adrian was tuned in to kick off. So that, and we had a chat about various things, didn't we? Really? Yeah, and I want to thank Peter Huff. We both do. Peter, yeah. Peter Huff, he sent a lovely letter and a Christmas card. He did. Uh, he listens to the podcast, I think. So I thought rather than do it on the show, I thought I'd... Uh, he lives in mention, Mauritius, doesn't he? he loves in, yeah, he loves in Mauritius. He probably does. <laughs> he probably he does. Lives, yeah. <laughs> he lives and loves in Mauritius. Brilliant. Yeah, thank you very much, Peter. Have a great Christmas. Anyway, here's today's show. Interestingly enough, was uh, deemed to be interfering with play on the offside goal that United scored. Which Chance about, to be a fine thing. Yeah, it was about the only time in the entire match. It's a shocking stat the Telegraph oh, gave us. We've got Motti in later on. Motti loves a stat, doesn't he? He does, but yeah. The one, the one that did for me. Where's it gone? Um, 20 touches by Romelu Lukaku, his fewest ever when he's played 90 minutes in the Premier League. His seven passes in the attacking third were the same as Jadon Shakiri, who came on after 70 minutes. God, at, least, at least he did make the goal. I mean, his cross was nice. Yeah. Though. Alice, the, one of Alice the great viral clips, of course, is the Fellaini shot that took out one of the St. John's ambulance people. That is just symbolic of the whole of the yeah. situation of United. That one When you look moment. back on this era, mm. that's, they'll, just, they'll say, what was it like, Dad? That. What was it like? Well, let me just show you this. Against Liverpool when we got gubbed three one, and that's uh, yeah. I mean look better times. It's cyclical, isn't it? Of course, Manchester United are a huge club with massive resources, and whatever they decide to do with their manager or their players, we do know in four or five years they have the money uh, and the and well, the, the, and the they, wherewithal they to need, compete with a, anybody. Their in football the world. operation is not good. They no. need the, they, Gary Neville was brilliant on after the uh, yeah, it was match, a very good chat, wasn't it? Yeah, after very good they chat. had a kind of they, a, an hour with the five yeah. of them, it was a really interesting they, stuff. They need that. And now I did like his. They're all over the place when you. You watch them, they're like spaghetti bolognese. So I was thinking, now I know what you mean about the spaghetti being not in a straight line, I mean, yeah. but forget the bolognese confusing the, bolognese the issue. Sauce has the sauce been. confusing the issue. You're seeing for me. something you don't want to see. <laughs> now, let me tell you, I got into the new Spurs Stadium yesterday, oh, the yeah. Willy Wonka tickets. Hmm. It was 6,000, 3,000 between 11 a.m. and one o'clock, and then other people went in in the afternoon. And so I got to have a look around. We could just go into what used to be the Park Lane, the South Stand, hmm. and have a look at it there. And it, I've got to be honest. Fair play to the chairman and his team. They have done a sensational job. It is amazing. The great thing is as well, walking to it, the way I always walk to it, 
it kind of it's such a familiar thing to do that it kind of felt like home straight away. Mm. It looks it feels like White Hart Lane after a lottery win. Do you know what I mean? When you've got a few quids, think I don't really want to move. We'll just we'll have a big extension. We'll just do it we'll all put up. a pool out the back. We'll just do it up because I love living here. I don't really want to live anywhere else. Yeah, that's a good point. And it felt like that. It felt like home. And it yeah. and it just. I mean, I, I, I did keep saying this to you. I mean, when people were going on and on and about how oh, it's so humiliating and this, that, and the other, I just thought this is such a short-term pain. This, this mm. is going to be the most marvelous stadium. You know, it, it's a great time for Tottenham. They, it's that win was really crucial on Saturday because there would have been a time when they wouldn't have won that game and we were following it my son and I not together mm. but afterwards we just went oh god <laughs> yeah and that's a mm. good sign for Spurs because to win t- something you have to win games like that when you're not playing well you nick it at the end well they, to be fair they had enough chances yeah yeah you yeah know, it's not they play badly or anything but that's what team teams that win stuff win those sort of games and that's a good sign for yeah. Tottenham I've got a feeling they'll win something this well, year well we'll, we'll see uh, the just uh, some other things in the ground the, the, the kind of catering the food and drink offering it's fantastic. It's brilliantly designed as well from what we've seen in the South Stand. And they've resisted the temptation to, to basically rip the backside out of us uh, price-wise. Um, because it's obviously modelled on an American stadium. It feels like an American sports stadium. You go much baseball or football, whatever mm. in the States. You know what the kind of the inside of those the stadiums look yeah, like, sure. the concourses look like. And it feels like that. But instead of paying $10 for a, a, a Budweiser, which you do in the States... Spurs have been have kept it sensible. You're paying four quid for a, a pint of Amstel, five for most other pints, including Beavertown mm. or a local brewery, really good beer. And they've got their own brewery on site. Uh, the food's reasonably priced. And the stadium will stay open for up to two hours after the games have finished That's uh, a good uh, idea. for Saturdays. Mm. And it allows... Because, you know, look, the infrastructure around the ground has not improved considerably. So when there's 60,000 people coming out of that place, it's not going to be easy to get back on the train. But I was told yesterday they're going to put up on the boards in the stadium how long you've got to wait for your train, what the wait time is in the line to get on the train. So little things like that, people yeah. will stick around for what's, those prices. What's wrong with them treating people properly? I know. I mean, I was. Don't they realise they're a football club? <laughs> for goodness sake! It was a shock to me. I fully expected to think, well, why have they done that? They've overpriced everything. People are still going to go to the pubs, but. Yeah. They've they've been clever, so uh, yeah, you know, can't congratulate them enough. Really. Yeah, that's good. Can't wait to get in. There. I was thinking the weather was really terrible this weekend, wasn't it? And uh, um, I was thinking because our, our old mate Darren Can a wonderful decision in the West Ham Fulham game. Yeah, it was he got right? There was some so, very good work. Yeah, uh, Charm Massey's calling. Yeah, the, that was a good. The, call the Shane Long, very, very good very, spot, wasn't it? Yeah. Very good, but very marginal call that he got right. Yeah. And I thought I was thinking I feel sorry for linesmen in this weather, especially if it's like a one-sided game because everybody else can run about. Hmm. But basically, if the play's all up the other end, you're standing on the halfway line, right? Not, and you, you've got nothing else on. You've only got a shirt and shorts. You know, they've you, probably got thermals on, haven't they? Well, I don't know, but they get wet. Short sleeve thermals. Oh, I thought. I thought Saturday the conditions were terrible. Hmm. I don't know, perhaps I shouldn't feel sorry. <laughs> now, you've got, we're, we we want to get, you know, like sometimes mm. you'll see something in the paper, like uh, come along to this old army barracks and be injected mm. with flu. Yeah. Uh, we want to kind of do not a, a kind of uh, a medical research on you today, obviously. Oh, yeah. But we are interested uh, in the possibility of setting up a kind of completely spurious Sunday football league with 20 teams in it that would play throughout the season mm. purely as an experiment. And I'm experiment, calling it the Experimental Premier League. The Experimental Premier League, but probably played at grassroots level because yeah. we'd never get Premier League players to do it. You could use the kind of players that aren't getting a game yeah. at certain clubs. <laughs> but anyway, you, what was the catalyst for the this? The catalyst area? was um, Andy Robertson Liverpool was taking a corner. And he did what everybody does now. Not only do they not place it in the quadrant, they don't even place it. It was so 
you'd need t- goal line technology to see how much of the ball was touching the mm. line. You see, it was almost outside of it. And I was thinking, why don't they make the quadrants bigger? And they, they can just put the ball in, look nicer, and then you've got an option of which angle you want to play it in from. And I was thinking, over the years at Talksport, we get a lot of a lot of ideas, experimental ideas, and it'd be quite interesting if you had a league of 20 teams that played with these experiments each week, then some mm. of them could be get, abolish offsides. Yeah. Mike Parry's idea. Make bigger the goals. goals make the goals bigger. bigger, yeah. Helen Chamberlain's idea. Velcro strips that come so off. So you can't pull shirts. Yeah, so it leaves the holder with a handful of shirt looking guilty. That's a penalty. And they're literally holding it. Holding it. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. So that, the sin mm. bin. Yeah. Those sort of ideas. And I thought, what, what about what about some ideas for the experimental league? I, and the great thing is, you could turn up, in, if you're playing in this experimental league, you could turn up one Sunday having played with normal size goals. Mm. But the following week, we, it's an ongoing experiment. We tinker with it every week. You wouldn't have to start the season and end. <laughs> It because we can do what we like and you're part of this talk sport listeners we can absolutely do what we like after week 12 if we want to make the goal smaller again because it's not working we will yeah. so there won't be any kind of competitive balance you won't be able to complain to anybody you're part of an experiment you won't be able to, you're call, a lab rat. You won't be able to call for us to be fired no, in the modern right. way so, uh, so whatever you've got you'd yeah. like to add to our experimental league which we're very serious as you can tell um, I mean, I think we have got a cast iron record of setting up core subjects uh, with stupid ideas and seeing them through. You've only got to look at the many TV formats you've come up with over the years that are now big hitters on, on national TV uh, to realise no, no, that. I'm guaranteeing more yeah. goals in our league. The only thing that the bigger goalies gloves, you know, like those fan gloves, which I'm allowing, yeah. that could mitigate against more goals. But I think that's fair. I've got to give goalies a chance. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Yeah, happy Christmas, listeners. Happy Christmas, uh, football fans. Some of you, of course, not mm. all of you. Manchester United fans not p- feeling particularly festive today, I wouldn't think. Uh, nor, indeed, are the Farnborough uh, fans. Farnborough <laughs> shipped another five goals this weekend, and that might not matter to you, but it certainly matters to our next guest. Andy Smart, ball runner, comedy store player, cheese chaser, and indeed, <laughs> really, that's, yeah, not euphemism, a Farnborough fan. Hi, Andy. Hiya. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. What's did, going you go, did you go to Tottenham on? Saturday? I didn't go to the game. No, well, no. it was I just because we we played at Kings Langley, which is just, just up by Watford, and it was the it was the coldest I think I've ever been at a football yeah. match because it was a mixture of the rain and the cold and the it, wind, it was vile, and it was yeah. horrible. It was mm. horrible, and we lost five uh, one, and that's. Uh, two weeks ago we lost five 0 so that's ten goals in two away games, and. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and then our, our, our coach, John Reid, said, uh, oh, well, it, it was cold and wet. That's all I want to say. <laughs> so he tweeted it. <laughs> <laughs> and you had a word with him, did yeah. you? Well, I did, yeah, because uh, I think you'll find, John, that it was uh, it was cold and wet for them as well. But they managed to score five goals. <laughs> it's brilliant, isn't it? I was shocked to read this on the 101 Great Goals website today. It says... Yeah. Southampton revealed Arsenal's biggest weakness in their squad, Tony Cascarino. Really? Cass has come out of retirement. That's fantastic. It was a bit harsh. He wasn't playing centre-half, was he? I mean, he's, he's got to be nearly He didn't do a ridiculous backheel that led to their third goal, <laughs> did he? I think, I think what they meant was Tony was writing about it on their website. Honestly. That's clearly what they meant. That was, for you, that was funny pointing out that Matt Scott, of course, who's a mad Arsenal yeah. fan. Yeah, he? yeah. He's, he, Matt has often come in and tried to sell us Meza Ozil's world class. <laughs> yeah. He often says he's world class. So yesterday... 
I don't know what FFS means. But, but yeah. it, must be, it must be an acronym for some governing body. Yeah, yeah. But, exactly. I've used it a few maybe, times maybe, at Farnborough, yeah. Maybe they're Ozil's initials, because he puts FFS Ozil, lose the ball and then stand there, stand there watching a man two yards away while he's ponderously making up his mind what to do with it. Yeah. So not world-class then, apparently. No. He's changed his tune. That's all a bit of schadenfreude. We all get our turn in the barrel, folks. I had yeah, mine yeah. At, at the Emirates two weeks ago, and I may get it again on Wednesday, who knows? Well, you might. You, you probably won't. Now, uh, the Daily Star that I take every day for has some quite funny bits in it. Yeah. They do love a scare story, be yeah. it uh, pr- prior to a tournament, uh, the weather, that's it's going to kill you, you're going to mm. either be too hot, you're going to be frozen to death. It's, it's all The idea is to scare you witless in some way or mm. panic you. Uh, this is one of their best ones, though. They're talking about Brussels sprouts. There's a oh, lot yeah. of, I, I collect these, a lot of stuff about <laughs> Brussels, Brussels sprouts. sprouts. Well, it's that no, time of year. Surely. Stories about Brussels sprouts. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be great Over if you collected years. Brussels sprouts. I could have written a book a Brussels, about Brussels sprouts. And you could come in and say, look at this. You have a Brussels sprout museum. <laughs> you could. You could. Is, there, is there one? Probably in, in Brussels. Brussels. Imagine this. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> Pair two, of you. Two inferior <laughs> senses of humour. Remember, <laughs> remember, I mean, imagine the smell in there. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't be good. And at the end yeah. of the tour, you get to try a Brussels sprout. And they'd say, yeah. this one here, this that Napoleon, last meal he had. <laughs> That was one of the sprouts on his on his. Table. Anyway, this yeah, is on, this, yeah. on, this is ridiculous. Yeah, Br- uh, Brussels sprouts will be nearer the size of peas this Christmas. No, <laughs> what is this fantastic journey or something? Because of UK heatwave stunted their growth. Honestly, my son made his lunch yesterday. He made some Brussels. They're perfectly normal Not size. The size of peas. They weren't, funnily enough. Wow. What's the point? I don't get What's the point of writing this? The people suddenly like, will panic, rush to the shops and start selecting the larger ones especially. They, Thus leaving the smaller ones for people who haven't... Do you buy yours on it? one of those kind of Morris Men sticks? <laughs> yeah. Because you can buy them on a Morris oh, Men stick. Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah, a bit yeah. of an affectation, isn't you it? You think so? Buying mm. them on a stick? Do they, they taste better on a stick, Andy? Yeah. How would you I, get them into the saucepan? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't understand. You take them off. You have to take them off. There the used stick. to be... Yeah, I know you take them off. There used to be an improv... Answering the blimmin' question. There used to be an improv called Sprout. And they used to give away, for the best suggestion, every show, they'd give away one of those sticks of Brussels sprouts. Really? What about yeah. a sprout gun? That would be a good thing. Is anybody the sort of firebox? Some of these guys, <laughs> something that fires cooked Brussels sprouts. Or, what, the family? Yeah, like, yeah, you know, it's a kind of Christmas game. Yeah. You say you don't want your sprouts, kids. <laughs> yeah, a bit of Tarantino Sorry. and Nan. Yeah. Go on, Nan, stay there. <laughs> so, uh, anyway. Uh, this chip, also... I've got, I've got more okay. Christmas news, Oh, yeah, go on, then. Don't, don't hog the Christmas news. Oh, sorry. I uh, right. <laughs> a chippy is serving up battered Christmas pudding. Oh, yes. And quality about... street chocolates. Yeah. Um, deep fried. And not uh, in Scotia, indeed, but in uh, Bursledon, in um, Bursledon, is it mm. in Hans? Yeah, Hans. Uh, I'm sure most people will never have had a battered Christmas pud before. <laughs> Apparently, I imagine that they, they well, of course they fancy quite that. Yeah, they had I've, the, had the, I've, I've had the Mars bar, and that was that was I enjoyed yeah. that. Uh, That's but, right. Uh, yeah, Christmas pudding. I'd love to try. It, I yeah. did like. I mean, I went up in Edinburgh this yeah, week. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've had the Mars bar, and I, I was very taken with it. Um, <laughs> but the guy said they were. The people said I think That's people enjoy White Hart Lane for me. <laughs> be, what if they could get yeah, the deep fry? It would be kind of just to get a deep fat. I tell you what, they have got, which has been wowing people yeah. uh, on social media. They have a beer, a plastic beer glass that fills from the bottom. They have stands, and you basically they put the cup over oh, the that's top a of it, cool idea. and then the drink fills from the bottom. 
Um, right. it's, it's you don't get ahead. It's got to be quicker. Um, well, it's not so much that. It's, it, it's, I don't know what it is. It's amazing. It's quick. It makes it yeah, very, it makes very it quick. Yeah, yeah, it makes yeah. the whole thing quicker. And you poke it on there. It's a design. But I didn't They'll think... Get that, get as soon as you pick it up, it's going to leak. No, no, no. Because as soon as it comes up off the machine, yeah. the machine seals it. Oh, right. That's the plan. If I'm coming, if I'm <laughs> that standing. That sounds like that's going to take a little bit longer. <laughs> it worked because yesterday, it, apparently. I think it? if any of the Spurs. I didn't see it in, in action, but a number of the Spurs. Cut fans to all of you at the first game with <laughs> oh, yeah. coming out the bottom yeah. of your cup. Standing outside Levy's office where lit torches. <laughs> Covered but in beer. I'm, the, thing that, the thing that surprised me most is that Alan Brazil has had one fitted already here in the studio. <laughs> so when you're ready for a pint, guys, let me know because yeah. it, it took like an hour from the car. He's had a chippy in all night doing that. Not the one that sells, obviously, about. Quality They'll be spread. getting one of those in Russia in about oh about fifty years. Yeah, yeah. During the World Cup, we went yeah. we went to get a beer at half time. Yeah, and instead of having them all lined up like they do at Lords or anywhere, yeah, yeah. you know, they're already poured. Sort of thing, they did each one individually. <laughs> you, and the, and the woman was determined not to have any head, so she was like really, you know, pouring it carefully. Pouring it carefully. They're we're going to have some of Andy's co- um, impressions very shortly from oh, the okay, weekend. Yeah. Before that, though, Andy, we might put you to work. Um, because um, last week, the TalkSport listeners, a week or two ago, weighed in on Sean Dyche. It's the, it's the holy grail as far as Andy is. And he, he is, as you're going to discover um, very shortly, he thinks he may have cracked it. He's got a new way of working on Sean Dyche. He thinks... He's, he's got the, well, it's our producer. He's a bit he's like John Coleshaw. He's got the he's got the essence of oh, it. Well, it's thanks to John, really. John, John, our producer. Yeah. He, he sort of identified as something that was missing from yeah. it, and he helped me with it. So I think it, it he's might helped be you bit. a bit with it, so, <laughs> as we're just about to discover. So, but this let's, is this here the real Sean. Let's Dice. give you the real be, Sean Dyche yeah. first. That's your job, by the way. That's your job, by the way. That's your job. That's your job, by the way. So you want to give it to us, Andy? That's your job, by the way. You got a bit cotton. You got a bit Bill Sykes there. That's your job, by the way. He's a bit. Can you add a bit more? Can you add a bit more? Can you just give us a hint of Kettering in that, love? We just need a bit of Kettering. Let's let's hear it once more. That's your job, by the way. That's your job, by the way. That's your job, by the way. No, you still. You still Phil Mitchell. I don't know. You still, still Phil Mitchell. It's more like Russ Brake. One hundred and eighty. So anyway, let's hear Andy's latest. With all armed now with this new technique of it basically being was it John Major? John Major. Gruff John Major. John Major mixed with Steve McFadden. I'd say. Okay, John Major, Steve wow. McFadden. Okay. Andy yeah. thinks he has now cracked it. I'm not so sure. Have a listen to this. That's my job, by the way. I'm warming up. That's my job, by the way. Warming up, yeah. My only sort of gripe, if you like, is we eventually get done by a whack down the pitch, which uh, that. My only gripe, if you like, is we eventually we only get done by whacking on the pitch, if you like. I don't know what happened there. That's disappointing, because we dealt with that all afternoon. Oh. <laughs> Carry on, Dutch. <laughs> Very pleased that they resorted to that, because it shows the way what we did. Appreciate to kind of make them have to play longer and play into the box more from deep. To make them go to play longer, make them go to the box more. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought that was a good thing. But inevitably, we didn't do it. I that thought that was a good thing, but inevitably. It's got, it gets quite Australian, doesn't yeah. it? And there's a bit of rhubarb in there. <laughs> yeah. Rhubarb and custard. Yeah, it suddenly does get incredibly Australian. I've got no idea. Well, there you go. So, uh, there we are. I gave um, it a good go, though. Uh, do you want to hear a bit of Claude Poel? Uh, oh, yeah. I actually, I thought it sounded. I'll tell you, it sounded mm. like this is one for the. Don't tell Mimi. This sounded. It sounded like Bill <laughs> Kerr, Bill Kerr from the old Tony <laughs> Hancock <laughs> radio yeah, show. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Tubbs, you should have just said that. <laughs> yeah, the big hand. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Claude Claude Poel gets a bit a lower lower at some point here. So have a listen to this. You have to come back, of course, in the second half. But um, it's a big disappointment, of course. 
I say, well, they said to come back at the second half because it's a big disappointment, of course. Because we need the points, we know it was a tough game to play. Uh, <laughs> against uh, Crystal Palace, but... Uh, against Crystal Palace. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Crystal what? <laughs> we went a bit Poirot in the middle there as well, actually. <laughs> yeah. Crystal what? As soon as I put the moustache on. <laughs> yeah. It is a berm. Yeah, it was a bit, wasn't it? It did get that way a bit. But I did work, we both heard this, that yeah. Jonathan Pierce, Our old mate JP, he yeah. was interviewing uh, Roy Hodgson, and he did this thing. He actually did Roy to Roy, and Roy didn't spot it. Because I don't think he meant to. I just think he, yeah. he, he inadvertently did a bit of Roy, kicked it off, and then realised what he was doing, and then stopped doing Roy. <laughs> yeah, we've got this for you. you can hear Have it. a listen, yeah, courtesy yeah. of uh, Match of the Day, of course. Well, you know, the next question will now be, ooh, Roy, when was the last time Palace won three games on a bounce at home? It was <laughs> <laughs> ooh, Roy. Oh, ooh, Roy. Ooh, Roy. You know, ooh, good old JP. And then JP ooh, thinks, blimey, I'm doing Roy. <laughs> no, no. Better stop doing but Roy. But I've had this theory for many years, and it yeah. kind of begs that you can, if you if you meet somebody that speaks like this, if you say to them, hello, how are you? They'll say, fine, thanks, how are you? They won't hear that you're doing them. They can't oh, sorry, mate, you're trying to make That's always the danger. I did, I did sort of try this it with Roy. I think Thompson the first time I, yes, the I ever met Roy, I yeah. think I, you did I Roy did, to him. Yeah, and he and didn't, did he didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> I think Roy's got another. He'll find you one day. He'll have you up, have you up against the wall, 70 years old or not. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want Salon Perfect Nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny System, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny System with code PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. But did you ever check your um, lottery ticket for 61 million quid? Have you ever got round yes, to it? Yes, I checked. I had two numbers, which means I get a free go, another go. Okay, but not yeah. quite enough for not you to slaughter enough, everybody. No. Uh... And the uh, scratch card was just a fiver, which was nearly. I'm not complaining. Oh, okay. Well, but you're not doing bad. I think when we go through the notes of the weekend mm. with uh, Motti, I, I don't always do all of them because I thought the e Motti wouldn't react too well to this one. But I don't know if you saw a very unfortunate close-up of Masuaka of West Ham doing a double nostril nose clearance. No, I didn't. Oh, it was a really close-up. Put it this way, he was certainly less congested afterwards. I'm sure he was. It's always a joy to see it, isn't it? Oh, really? yeah, lovely, yeah. 
<laughs> Did you see that the West Ham fans who went off to the uh, Fulham game uh, suddenly into the pub, one of the away pubs before the match, mm. they were joined by Marlon Harewood and Colton Cole, who came in. Mm. I thought they were on the terraces as well. In they? Uh, yeah. quite a park, yeah, festive jumpers, mm. Santa hats, and had a bit of a sing-song with them. Mm. It's a nice little service for the club well, to I, offer. I think it's not, it's Isn't good it, when, really? when players become fans. You know, that they obviously it is. Love yeah, it. it's always good to see. But I was, I thought it was a shame that Newcastle wore their away strip because I could have quite when they played Huddersfield. I quite liked to have seen black and white stripes, blue and white stripes. I mean, great for people who like deck chairs. Yeah, not necessarily so good for the De- colour blind deck chair fans, as I believe they're called <laughs> oh, in the tabloids. Deck chair fans. Yeah. yeah. Oh, old Cliff Clavens in trouble, mm. isn't he? At uh, Sheffield Wednesday. Is he? Yeah, it's, uh, it's not going remarkably. He turned on the press. Um, they asked him about his future after they'd lost to uh, Swansea. And uh, he, he, hmm. he started effing and jeffing at them. He said, how many times you asked me this question, uh, something hell. Oh, uh, okay. and, and, uh, and, and did a flounce. So it looks like Cliff could be back in cheers anytime soon. It is hard. They should definitely bring in Mark Crossley to work with him. So they can, uh, when he comes into training, they can all shout, Norm! It'll make it like cheers. <laughs> it would be good. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. It's a very good idea. And there's a... Jeff Stelling is in an ad, um, if, and he sort of plays Father Christmas in this ad. I don't know if you've seen it. Hmm. They run it during the I football. have seen it, yeah. yeah. And he's got a white... Beard, Jeff, but he's still got that sort of unfeasibly dark hair. They must, he must have said to them, I'm not wearing that, I'm not having my hair whitened. <laughs> Do you think does he look good with a white beard? Is it a look he should be going for? Mm, yes, it's not bad. I, I think he looks better, you know, without it. Clean so, shaven, yes. okay. Yeah. Uh, this is a new addition to the occasional series. I bet he's fun to have a pint with. So you're, uh, you're sitting in the pub one day, and uh, hmm. Jason Bunn, 58 side, was up to you, having a quick half reading the paper. And uh, he says, Do you know? I've just taken delivery of my 400th Monopoly set. And you say, blimey, have you? (laughs) And uh, yeah, let me talk you through them all. Yeah. 400. (laughs) We did see one. The Injured uh, Jockeys Fund have set one up, haven't they? They've done a a horse racing version of Monopoly that you can buy. Oh, yeah, no, it looks good. It does look good, yeah. There's there's many different ones out there, but uh, fun to have a pint with. Now, our old mate uh, Warren Horton, who used to work for TalkSport, of course, now works for The Sun, Mm. and uh, used to do our transfer speculation. Yeah. uh, And uh, and he's often very accurate, but I had to take him to task on Saturday morning. Why is this? Because uh, he came up with this story that West Ham will go head-to-head with Bournemouth for Chelsea's Ruben Loftus-Cheek next month. Mm. Uh, both want Chelsea to agree to a loan deal in January with a view to a permanent deal at the end of the season. You think to yourself, well, hang on a minute. Sarri's just said in a press conference this week, he's not going anywhere. We're not selling him. He's one of the best players in this country. So I, said to, I just sent him a, a text saying, stop making it up. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> you can call it making out, but he may have contacts in higher well, places. You know, who knows? He has got very good contacts. Now, we um, we were mentioning earlier on, we've got this um, kind of imp- this league, this um, kind of a guinea pig league where we can try out all the new mm. rules and just introduce different things. You've got IFAB, and they, they're all insistent on making sure you only make certain changes then at the start of the season. They yeah. do experiment, but they don't mess about with it to the extent that we would like to see, like, bigger goals and stuff like that. Velcro shirts. I reckon people would love the football I think it would be good so you could just change things for example yeah. uh, on a corner lift your teammate in the air like in rugby to get height advantage <laughs> no, I don't know about says that. Paul in Manchester so <laughs> you can have two people just lifting a guy up and then he can head it in but we could try it Andy that's well, the whole we point try it. Yeah, we've got an experimental so, yeah, we'll league right, yeah. we're putting together bring back the golden goal says uh, Tom 
Um, but take a player off from every team every five minutes, starting with a goalkeeper. Yeah, a lot of, that's a good one because that's been muted. This is the reason why I came up with this experiment. But no, as he's added to this, no oh, handballs yeah. in the area for the home team once the goalkeeper's gone, he says. Oh, OK. You with it? Well, so basically it's rush goalie after that point, after oh, you've right, taken the keeper okay, off. yeah. I think there is a, there is a case. It was mad. Yeah. There is a case for all of this. People over the years have come up with these experiments, and they never really, you know, all changes very, very slowly. This would be a good. This would be a good thing to run. Then you could tell if anything was working really well. Yeah. Did you see that moment yesterday in the game with Martin Atkinson, where the ball hit him, and uh, I think it was Liverpool who went on an attack. And it, it, they broke it down, but I think for one terrible moment, he thought he was going to be quite a key component normally, in a goal for one a free, of the teams. They normally give a free kick when that happens. What, if the ball hits them? No, no, in, after, immediately afterwards. Oh, yes, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, there was... There was be, but sometimes you can't. It was, it, was in, it was in their own half. I think it was Liverpool on the attack. And they, it was mm. in their own half, and the ball just hit Atkinson, and it completely took it away from the United player. Liverpool on the break, and he must have been, as he was trying to catch up, must have been thinking, oh no, don't score. Don't score. I don't want this to be about me. Because <laughs> he didn't have two, he didn't have a bad no, game, really, no. didn't he? He wasn't that involved. Oh no, he didn't have to he be. He had a good game, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No question. Uh, where was this? Oh yeah, this was an interesting letter that a bloke wrote to one of the papers today. Mm-hmm. It's funny how people see stuff, he, and Dan's will be interested in this. He says, as a Birmingham fan, I'm watching other clubs preparing to sign decent players on big wages to give their promotion hopes a boost. It's a bit, it leaves a bitter taste in the mouth, to be honest. How have the EFL sunk this low? What happened to fair play? The championship is no longer a fair competition. You think, well, what about when you had your parachute payment, mate? That's not, your, that's not their fault that you blew it completely. That's yeah. a brilliant way of looking at it. Oh, it's not fair. Other teams have got more money than we have. Well, you had yeah. it. You had more money than everybody else, but you blew it. You've so. not said that about Chelsea at any point, have you? Well, not really, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's harder now for Chelsea. certainly is. Hmm. And now, um, what about basketball-type scoring, says Nathan? Um, a goal worth one, two, or three, depending on the shooting location. Hmm. Halfway efforts galore. People just <laughs> having a ping from everywhere, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. Not a bad idea, Nathan. Thank you very much for that. So this is they've got some good ideas to this. None yeah. of these David Ellery wouldn't entertain any of this stuff, unfortunately. No, but you could in the experimental league. I think I think it'd be an interesting thing to do. Even a summer league would, would prefer no, you're kind of professional. They've got to have a, no, we can't have a professional. Rest. That's right. All you professional footballers, you know, have an holiday. <laughs> have a holiday. Flog yourself all summer in the stupid <laughs> experimental league yeah. where the goals are bigger and I people are wearing. I don't know if you've shirts. detected our producer John Cadding is a little bit. He's not as good a mood as he's been the past few Mondays. Did Torquay lose a game? Well, they did. I'm afraid they wow. suffered an FA Trophy setback. What a disaster! I saw the draw for yeah, the second round, there, and you weren't in it. You know. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well you know, you could have been good, but it leaves you to concentrate on the league. That's that, what that's you always it. say. Key, yeah. I uh, the other day on, on Friday, I was looking in the Times of property uh, section. Oh yeah, yeah. it's beautiful. Looking to buy, well, no, I was thinking if I'd won the lottery, if I'd mm. won that sort of seventy-four million, I would have bought this for John. It's in Torquay. Oh yeah, it's a beautiful uh, geometric shaped sea-facing pool, abundance of glazing, three-bedroom coastal house. Makes you think of sunnier climes. About three million quid. How far is it from Plainmore? Is it? <laughs> Do you know, you looked into it. The sitting room has a freestanding gas fireplace, which allows uninterrupted views of the sea. Is that right? That sounds nice. nice. Yeah, yeah. But I think of you all the time. You haven't got, yeah, but never do anything about it. (laughs) Think about anybody on that basis, couldn't you? Yeah. John's going to buy it for Gary Johnson. He's starting a fund. That's a nice touch. Yeah, crowdfund that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Anything else, Andy? Um, What else? Robbie Fowler wants to be a manager. He was, um, I tell you, he could still be a player based on Soccer AM the other day. he can still strike the ball rather well. Well, he would do, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's not a true, massive yeah. surprise. He was uh, he was sticking him away. But, um, yeah, Robbie Fowler, 
Um, they've mentioned his name around sort of Bristol Rovers because they're looking for a new man. Interestingly, though, he said, I've thrown in a few applications. He's done his badges. He did them ages ago. And he said, I've put in a few applications over the years, and he's never even had a call. And it's strange, really, you know. They're kind it of, is. They're kind of an I awful lot of no idea. What an it, awful lot of ex players uh, uh, say that you know we don't get. They tend to go to that same pool of people who've done hmm. the job, and they won't take a chance. They've got a really experienced guy, but uh, as a player, certainly. It's funny that yeah, no one's given him a chance. That does seem a bit, bit strange. He was briefly player manager in Thailand of a team, eleven, twelve. He said, "I'd love to be a manager. People in this country think I'm inexperienced, but I've done it before. I came home, did all my badges, properly qualified." It's just a case of watch this space. Um, so, he, yeah, he'd, he'd like to have a go. He'd like to give it a crack. Why not? Now, a, uh, a bit of news of the uh, plotline in EastEnders. Uh, East, oh, yeah. EastEnders' Alfie Moon will be left for dead after a Christmas Day bust-up with a strange wife, Cat. She angrily confronts him after learning his father to love child. And you think, can't they just get on? Just for well, Can't they just have a nice, Christmas quiet Christmas day. dinner? Can't they just have a nice Christmas? Yeah. So every Christmas Day, it's like sort of, you know... People punching each other and it gets yeah. all violent. Yeah, well, see, senders. I know. But so you have. Wouldn't so it be what? nice if they all had just had a nice Christmas? So you basically you'd have the first half hour of it because they split it in two because something yeah. terrible happens at the end of the first part and then <laughs> it see. all kind of unravels uh, in the second part <laughs> right. of that evening to make you really miserable. <laughs> so um, so in the first part they just have their dinner mm. and then the duff duff moment is them saying. Mm. Well, that was nice dinner. Uh, anybody fancy dessert? Oh, no, I'll give it five minutes. Doof, doof, that's yeah. it. And then you come back and they have their pud. I suppose it's not very enough. dramatic, is Tamsin, it? Not really. Tamsin, it would be terrible. Tamsin Uthway has said, Oh, yeah. Uthway, has she? She said that she doesn't like being a doof, doof moment. She, she doesn't like a doof, None doof, doof moment. None of the actors do, apparently. Well, no, no, a lot of the actors count the amount of doof, doof. It's like a doof, oh, doof really? league table. Really? You should have I, asked Jake Wood the other way. He often listens. Maybe uh, he can tell us who's winning the doof, doof league table. <laughs> oh, okay. It could go back to the old days. Alfie Moon would be all no, right up there. I think he'd be up there. Cat would be up there, wouldn't yeah, you? She would and, be, yeah. uh, I mean, going back, uh, Den would be in there. Angie would be in there. Well, they'd all be in there, wouldn't they? <laughs> So let's have the duff. Du- no, who's going to who's going to know? Who's kept count? That is one for the East Enders completers. Anyway, let's move on. Um, uh, okay, whoever take whoever gets to the throw in first gets to take it. Says Lee in Tamworth. So if you're there first, you can't wait till somebody turns up. You've got to take it straight <laughs> That's away. That's a good idea. That is that sucks up a lot of time mm. wasting. Well done, Lee. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. <laughs> Yeah, Andy, I had an amazing sporting weekend. I oh, want to yeah. share it with you and Adrian, who's come That's in. And Adrian nice. may be able to get involved in this as well. We certainly hope so. No, so, his role is just to take the mickey out of me. For well, I'm rubbish. sure you'll be fine. He can join in. <laughs> so, let me tell you about it, Andy. All you've got to do is complete my sentences. Because right? oh, okay. I'll get lost for words at the end of these. It was mm. such an amazing sporting weekend. Okay. So, let's kick it off. I started off, I went to see the Fleet of Mouse at the... Uh, at the uh, English, uh, well, the ENO, I'll call it. Oh, English, na- English National Opera. Yeah, OK, yeah, yeah. And who should I run into while I'm there but the South End skipper, Sam Mantum, of all people. So he told me he'd been to see Carmen the week before, Madam Butterfly the week before that. And I said, look, no, in a football dressing room, uh, Sam, I bet you've been getting some stick from the lads. And he said, oh, yes, they've started calling me. Uh, they started calling me... What's his name, Andy? And he's gone to see... <laughs> don't tell him. I did tell you to tune in. Don't tell him. Okay, they've started calling, calling me, Adrian. Mantum of the Opera. Mantum of the Opera. Yes. Oh, Absolutely right. Just won the order to Adrian. I was going to go with Sir Frederick Ashton. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it's a, think of the birthday spreads. Okay, tune in, Andy. All right, yeah, yeah. Concentrate. Well, actually, I was driving to the Opera, Andy. I had a oh, terrible yeah. time. Really scary moment. Mm. Oh, yeah. The Olympic gold medalist Jason Kenny whizzed past me yeah. on his bike. 
and he clipped the wing mirror of the van in front of me and he came off. Yeah. And of course, I stopped. The two fellas, uh, the two fellas in the van stopped. And thankfully, Jason was all right and uh, he went on unscathed. But I've got to be honest, Andy, at one horrible moment, I thought, Oh my God, I've killed Kenny. Well, similar, yeah. They've killed Kenny, but that's close. Yeah. We got that one right. Well, actually, Andy, the opera finished quite late, so I stayed in a hotel that was uh, recommended to me by the Chelsea chairman, Bruce Buck. Oh, yeah. He loves the place yeah, and stays there all the time. In fact, uh, he's there so often, they've actually put a, a blue plaque outside that says... Oh, yes, I've got it. Yeah, what Go is on. it? The buck stops buck here. stops here, absolutely <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, Andy, it's a very weird hotel. All of the foyer in this hotel is full of action shots of the Rochdale keeper, Josh Lillis. Yeah. yeah. So I said to the guy oh, yeah, at the reception, why are there one. so many pictures? Of Lillis. Of Lillis, that's right. And he said, well, the manager's a big fan. So I pop in the bar, and we've got time for this. And who should be there but the Millwall manager, Neil Harris. We had a pint and a chat. Yeah. And then I'd noticed, standing at the other end of the bar, mm. was the former Newcastle midfielder, Vernon Anita. Yeah. I thought it was him. But just to confirm, I, I said to Neil, uh, uh, is, Anita, that is that Anita, is that Anita Harris? Harris? That's right. Is that yeah. Anita Harris? That's it. Well done. <laughs> Neil confirmed it was. That's me, Neil, Vernon, and Eat, all having a nice pint together. Then who should be in the other corner yeah. but uh, the Birmingham City gaffer, Gary Monk. Yeah. So uh, who appeared to be drinking a French herbal liqueur flavoured with 27 <laughs> flowers, berries, herbs, roots and spices. So I said to him... Is that a Benedictine monk? Exactly. Well done. <laughs> right. So he joins me, right? Neil, Vernon, Gary, all having a good drink, like an impromptu Christmas party. And then who should we spot? The other oh, end of the no. bar. That our old mate, uh, Jean Valerie uh, of Southampton, yeah. their defender. And uh, he looked a bit down the dumps because his mates had let him down. So I caught his eye, burst into song and said... There we are, you get the idea with that. So once you tuned in, Andy, it got better, didn't it? It did, yeah. Yeah, once you got there. You're not going to want to do that every week. That's so much work. That must work. have taken forever. It, it, took me, it took me about half an hour, surprisingly. <laughs> it's a lot longer than Don't Ask Me. Well, OK. I You've got to put the work in sometimes, Well, I'll see. My wife won't like that at all. She much preferred Don't You being uh, ridiculed. Yeah. I was slightly it. ridiculed there, but she, likes, the she like likes the complete humiliation. <laughs> OK, we'll bring it back next week. Um, <laughs> I liked it, though. It's very good. Uh, it's uh, Adrian and Coffee up next with Drive. Sounds like hard work. And the question I'd ask, is it worth it? <laughs> is it, is it? <laughs> You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport. There we are. That was this afternoon. We are back tomorrow uh, from 1. Um, and yeah, we'll be built. Don't forget Christmas Eve. We have a number of the listeners come into the show. You'll hear that as a bit of a mm. podcast, I'm sure, on the day. But uh, anyway, that's next week. Lots more to come this week. And thanks for downloading us. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.